If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. This week's episode is with Lisa Whittle. Lisa is an author, a podcaster, a speaker. She's basically all of the things. She's also a fellow Enneagram 8. And today we're talking about a specific chapter out of her new book, Jesus Over Everything, Service Over Spotlight, and how Jesus calls us to a life of service and how that is so much better than anything that the spotlight could ever give us. Lisa, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks. I am looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. It is. I'm super excited. So, Lisa Whittle, you have a new book coming out, Jesus Over Everything. I think this episode actually comes out right around when your book has actually launched, which it's always nice when that lines up really beautifully. So, tell us about yourself and a little bit about your book. Oh man, um, that's a that's a big question. Both of those, so <laughs> I'll try to make it as short as possible. Um, myself, well, I've been married for twenty four years. I cannot even believe I'm saying that, but that wow. is that's like a miracle, walking miracle in and of itself. So, married, uh, three kids, and a dog who I love very much, and um, all of the people I love much. Uh, and I write and I speak and podcast and have a group called called creatives for people who want to write and speak and kind of try to pay it, pay it forward with that. And, um, and then I have a ministry called ministry strong where I really pour into leaders, particularly ones that have been kind of wounded in in places of leadership, which happens. Um, so yeah, so those are things that I do. Um, the, the new book is Jesus over everything and also a Bible study that goes with it. Succession Bible study. And, I'm super passionate about it. I mean, I think this book for me is um, representative of something that God has been working out in me for really my whole life, but especially the last two years and um, just my own quest to sort of figure out how in the world to uncomplicate my life in the midst of a world and a life that feels very complicated, lots of voices coming at me, lots of um, just real busyness and feeling stretched and like, what does it look like to simplify my life? And does it mean I'm going to clean out my closet or does it mean more than that? And so I, I think this is something that is a carryover of just what God has been working out in me and still working out in me. Hmm. So it means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we talked a little bit before we started recording. This book is meaty. Like it is a, it is not a light read. And I mean that as like the highest praise. Like it is not, it is going to, like it makes you think, it makes you like introspect. It's, 
And you cover so much ground, which we agreed before we started recording, way too much <laughs> to try to cover in a 30-minute interview. So yeah. uh, we're going to kind of hone in on one of the overs that you talk about, uh, which is service over spotlight, which, man, that is that message is so, I feel like, underspoken and so necessary right now. Um, tell us a little bit about like what service over spotlight means. Yeah, well, I, you know, you're talking about one of the statements of choice that really the whole book is is kind of marked by these eight statements of choice. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's like the, I'm okay with saying, with you saying like the book is meaty because to mm-hmm. me, we're, we're kind of to the point where I think at least a, a lot of people that I run across are like, you know, I don't want to waste my time reading a book that doesn't make me think or challenge me or change me in some way. And so for me, I, that's the way I roll. I don't want to waste my time either. And I don't want to waste your time, you know? So right. to me, I'm like, let's get to the heart of the matter of what really helps us become people that are actually living this life in a way that thrives, like not just hanging on by our fingernails, but like, mm. What is the way that we can actually do this well? And um, I think all of us want that, right? We all. Yeah, and I meant that as an absolute compliment because. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you I, get have, it. I get it. We're both uh, Enneagram eights. So <laughs> we're both like, come on, get to the point. Give me the good stuff. Like, let's go. <laughs> but even though, you know, here's the reality, Blake, is like some people aren't. So, like, they, mm-hmm. you know, I, we can scare those folks. And oh, I get 100%. it. Oh, um, but, 100%. But, but here's the deal. Like at the core of all of us, I don't care what our personalities are. We all want our life to work, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, there's nobody that doesn't want their life to work. And so what does that? So the the service over spotlight in particular, and this is, like I said, just one of the eight statements of choice. It's really important because it's not that, it's not that, you know, we're never going to do something that might be spotlighted, let's Mm -hmm. say, or might not, you know, might be. Um, you know, something that, you know, other people take note of, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I am the most pro use your gifts you've ever seen. And like, Mm -hmm. I will cheer you to the death, like just go do it. And I think you're amazing. Whoever you are, I don't look, I do not judge anybody who's standing in the spotlight. What I'm saying is, is like, what that's what the world tells us to crave mm-hmm. and the, the and as humans we do crave it because it's natural to want to be seen and heard and known like there's something in our flesh that wants that like it's an identity piece that right. we want that but the thing is service is what changes us into the best people and i know this because i don't have a natural service gift Mm-hmm. I don't naturally look and go like, where can I sweep the floor next? That's right. not the way I roll. That's those. That's not my gift. But I know that the times that God has humbled me and said, go sweep that floor or mm-hmm. go, go and serve your sister who is in the spotlight and you're not like that has changed me. That's mm-hmm. made me into the person that God wants me to be. And so, you know, I, I think like, like we look for, um, we, we want to be humble. Like we, we mm-hmm. say like, Oh, I, I want to be a humble person. And so we're like, okay, what's that book I can read on humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reality is, is like you go serve someone for one day. And I would say, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to say this as boldly as I believe it. 
I would say it would it would give you a lesson in humility that maybe a whole book on humility could never teach you. Absolutely. Because there's just something about that. And the other piece to this is like, I think Christians are at the place where we are eager to get our credibility back. And <laughs> service does that. Like there's something about Christians who serve and they don't expect to be big or seen or known. Like, there's something about that that gives us our credibility back. And so those are those are the things that I, I think are really important to know about the service over spotlight deal. Yeah. I love that you said that about us wanting our credibility back and that, yeah, I mean, the, the best way we are going to earn that credibility back and kind of begin to flip this narrative is being people who sweep floors, not who need the spotlight. And I love that you made the def- differentiation that like there is nothing wrong with being in the spotlight. You would essentially, you live a lot of your life in the spotlight, right? I mean, you yeah. have this yeah. platform and the, the podcast and a book, but that it, it can't be the goal, I think is the issue. Right. And there, I think there's so many people trying to jostle their way to some proverbial top. And I like imagine God looking around and going like, where... What do you, where do you think you're running to? Like nobody in heaven's going to care that you had to swipe up on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so you've split this concept into two lies, which is bigger is better. And that right. God favors people, people in the spotlight. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, there was a line that I think I underlined and then like went back and underlined again. Everything in the kingdom of God is big because God is big. Yeah. 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 That, that, that really to me is like, that's something God, again, like God's worked that out in me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and God still works out on me. Cause let me tell you something. It used to so get on my nerves when people would say like, Oh, you know, don't chase the platform. And they had a platform of like half a million followers. I'm like, right. oh, that's kind of easy for you to say, like, I appreciate that sis, but like, you know, right. that's like, easy. let me tell you something. Like, I don't care where you are. There's always something bigger. There's always something Mm -hmm. to chase. There's always something you want more. Like this is, this is the hunger within all of us as humans. And so there, there's always something that like, you feel like it's never enough. Right. So, I mean, this whole thing of like everything in the kingdom of God is big because God is big. That is something that God has to show me all the time Mm -hmm. because there are moments that even if you have a podcast or even if you have, you know, whatever reached a certain level that other people look up to, like, right. Like you, you, you still have people that you're like, well, they, they still have a little bit more or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so God is constantly saying to me, Lisa, like, if I ask you to do anything, if I ask you to send a text to someone that says, I'm thinking of you and I just prayed this for you, mm-hmm. that is big. Because mm-hmm. you might have just intervened in somebody's moment where they felt like nobody cared, nobody saw them. Like, I don't know what business God is doing with someone that he prompts me to text. Like, right. that is big, that's big in the kingdom of God. And, and I want to tell you, I didn't just write that. I believe that. I believe yeah. that with all of my heart. And so I do think these are things that we have to know in our spirit and keep in perspective. Because otherwise... We are, it's going to eat us alive. It really will eat us alive when we look around and we see, you know, this happening or this getting person getting bigger or whatever the, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. happens and this may be, you know. No, absolutely. And I mean, it, what's 
so crazy about kind of my my personal journey into whatever degree of spotlight I land in is that what year is it 2020 so two years ago I was a full-time stay-at-home mom with I mean I don't maybe like 500 followers on Instagram and like did not care and and taking baby steps into this world into the the Instagram podcast world was exactly what you're you're saying of oh god everybody is so far ahead of me and they've already done so much and I love the the ability to look back on two years ago and see that those days were big like those Mm -hmm. days were important and they mattered and they were impactful just there just as much equally to speaking to thousands of people it's yeah it's the same because it's all kingdom work and Mm -hmm. just because kingdom work doesn't just because different kingdom work roles look different does not mean they are valued differently yeah yeah I talk about in you know in the book I think it's in this chapter forgive me I don't really remember but I really do think I do think it's in the chapter I talk about the fact that when I was when I was you know about 23 I really felt the call of God on my life and I really I, I thought because I'm a visionary and because I grew up in the a family with a father who's a visionary and we we use big words and we think big thoughts and like mm-hmm. that's the way we see the world and so you know, everything is kind of bigger than life. And so when, when I really felt this call of God on my life, I thought like, God wants to use me so big. Like that's the only terms that I knew it in. And so in, in my way of thinking, I, which was so honestly narrow, I thought, oh, it's going to be big. And that means I'm going to be known or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. And so, um, and my, my dad would, you know, say to me, you can be anything you want to be. And so we had these kind of two messages going on. And so, I just thought, oh, God's going to use me big. And what I realized very quickly was like, I wasn't getting a lot of calls to just come like Mm. take stages at, you know, Mm. 23 years of age. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, they're not calling me. So I better just kind of live life and whatever. And so I got on with life. And so fast forward to maybe I think it was age 32 when I got my first book contract. I'm like, oh, now here Mm. we go. Mm -hmm. It's going to be big. Like I'm taking Mm. off. And the reality is, is it didn't. And I just, I mean, God started, you know, having me speak at these small little places and, and, and places you couldn't pronounce or even find on a map, on a map, you know, and along the way, somewhere along the way, I lost the taste for myself. And mm. it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it changed my lens. It changed my lens of what I wanted it changed my lens of what God needed to do and uh, it was powerful yeah okay real quick don't skip over this I need to tell you about something super exciting the crappy Christian podcast finally has merch I am going to absolutely toot my own horn and tell you that it is stocked full of really great and really fun designs t-shirts sweatshirts coffee mugs hats you are going to love them. So jump over to crappychristianpodcast.com slash shop to check it out. Somewhere along the way, I lost my taste for myself. I mean, put that on a t-shirt. Like that is, <laughs> because yeah. the women that, 
we love to learn from and that we love to listen to, that is consistently their heart. It's not about them. It's not about their glory. It's about his. And and what I love is that you are, you span the spectrum in this chapter specifically that you're not like, it's not that large numbers don't matter. It's not that those right. are great. It's just not that they're everything. And it doesn't yeah. mean that if your numbers aren't big, God isn't working because that's just not yes. how the kingdom works at all. Yeah. Some of the, my, the, my hands down favorite biblical teacher that has molded me and shaped me and, and is, has scriptural knowledge that would make your head spin. I think he has like 400 followers on Instagram. He doesn't care. I get it. I mean, I think of my, I think of my piano teacher who like, I could not love more to this day. Do you think she's got, I don't even think she has, she doesn't even have social media, whatever, but like she poured into my life or Mm -hmm. Sunday school teachers or, you know, whatever, like these are heroes in my book and they Mm -hmm. have quotes that should be on Twitter instead of some of the crap that's on Twitter. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm just saying, you're right. This is a really good point you're making. And it's really tough. And I want to acknowledge that because in this world, we see what we see. The numbers are what they are. I mean, I don't want to pretend. I think it's, I think it really does us all disservice when, when leaders go, oh, you know, we shouldn't compare and we shouldn't like, look, we, we, the reality is, is we live in this world and it's tough and I get it. But the, the reality is I also want to say, um, let's also say what the, the truth is according to the word. And I do believe the word of God. So, you know, if that is the real um, standard, then when you look in the word of God, you do know that small numbers were mm. used greatly by God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to remember. And that's mm-hmm. where we have to be. And I do think when we, focus on where we need to be every single day. Um, and we stay faithful to it. Cause that's the biggest problem. That's what happens. Blake is like, we get real, real disillusioned real quick mm-hmm. and we get real frustrated. Cause we're like, Oh, I've been over here plowing for, I don't know, 10 minutes and it's <laughs> not like producing anything. So I need to jump off that and go over here. And it's like, man, listen to me. I, I everybody probably that you respect in, and as a teacher, they've been plowing for years and years. You just don't know it. You right. just don't see it, you know? You didn't see it. So, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And it, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and he was talking about how many things have we quit because – have we quit before it was time because we were putting them on – we were putting our own measurement on it of success. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that – Man, I just, I look at my friends who literally could not give two craps about Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I look at the impact that they have in their worlds and in their communities, and I'm like, look, having a platform is cool and all, but it is, it's not everything, and it's, it's not, it isn't the only way to impact people and lives and souls, and I feel like our culture has somehow taught us that and we have to we have to untether ourselves from that lie because then we're going to be pursuing something and missing all of the opportunities that are right in front of us yep absolutely just a big hearty amen to what you're saying and I I do think um you know it's 
it's super tough sometimes to uh, just keep this focus while we're mm-hmm. in a world that pulls us in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, but the, but the reality is, and this is where like, you know, this Jesus over everything, sometimes even that title, it, it feels big, it feels hard, but here's the thing. The way to uncomplicate our life is the Jesus way. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the process of just trying to, you know, maneuver our own way, figure our own life out, we have complicated our own lives. And so mm-hmm. uh, even living, you know, the service way, even though in the beginning, that might go against the grain of our nature that doesn't want to serve or whatever. Like I already told you, I, this isn't a gift for me. So right. I, 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 me I'm neither. a perfect person to talk about service because it doesn't seep out of my bones. I will right. tell you that. Like, yeah. it's not like it doesn't come easy, but I just know that when you do things initially that feel hard, like that first step, I do know that things break off of us that then change us into the people we've always wanted to be. And I, I, I mean, just humility keeps coming up. But for me, that's one that I've wanted for so many years. Like, God, I just want to be humble. And I don't know how to have better, more humility. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, I have, I, I've probably read three books on the subject. And I just, I would ask my best friends, I'm like, do you know a good book on humility? Cause like, I read this one, it's good. I've underlined it, but I don't feel like it's worked for me and whatever. And, and I promise you, he had me do a couple of real-time things uh, that were quite humbling on my part and things that some people didn't understand. And even they were like, why did you do that or whatever? Mm. And I'm like, mm. that was one of those things that I can't really talk about. And <laughs> it, it was because I knew that God wanted me to do them because it would break me and it mm-hmm. would change me. And that's what, I mean, forget about sweeping floors. It's not like this we don't need to, you know, bring a janitorial example into it. It is whatever it is that you, to serve people. Mm -hmm. If that means you, you know, you think you ought to be doing whatever someone else is doing, but you humble yourself enough to sit under them and learn from them. You might be older than they are. Mm -hmm. You might have more experience than them, but like, what kind of person do you want to be? And are you willing to, to, to serve them in order to change you? And that's what really the whole thing is about. Okay. Mic drop. Like we can just, I mean, that was perfect. Did you read <laughs> Andrew Murray's humility? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Love it's it. great. Yeah. I, like, I, I feel like that we need, <laughs> it's like an Enneagram eight thing. Like we all read humility because we really want it. And like, we're trying yeah. to figure out how to get yeah. there. And it just doesn't and come I, naturally. I will say, I will say that his book on humility is probably one of the best, if not the mm-hmm. best, I've ever read. So I would uh, agree. No, I would. Completely it's a really agree. good book. Yeah, it is. It's very good. But I compl- I agree with you that that putting it into motion, you know, you can read all of the books, but until you are willing to come alongside people and serve them and help them and and want to see them win and do well, it's all the books. I don't know how much of a difference they'll make. Well, and I even say that in this book, I literally say, I know that you probably think I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because I'm literally (laughs) saying to you, reading a book is easier than doing the hard work. Like I literally (laughs) say that. And I, and I acknowledge my own hypocrisy in that, but here's what I say. I hope that this book is honest enough to push you in that direction of Mm -hmm. doing the work. And that is, I mean, really, that is my goal because I have to tell you, Blake, like I'm honest enough with myself that I reevaluate every time and go, 
I mean, I reevaluate my life about every six months in, in, in ministry and say, should I still do be, be doing this? Is this mm-hmm. the greatest value to the kingdom right now? I don't write books just to write them because I need a notch by my name or right. do a podcast or whatever the case may be. Like if it doesn't have the greatest value to the kingdom right now with my time, gift and talents, then I need to do something else because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to waste time. Like I'm, I only have so much capacity. I certainly cannot do everything, nor am I good at everything. So that's really kind of where I reevaluate all this. And for me, I thought, do I even have anything to offer the body in a book? Cause there's plenty of other books they can buy. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other books they can read. I don't want to waste their time nor mine. And I just really felt like, yes, we need to talk about a few things because mm-hmm. I hope this will push them to doing the work in their life that is actually not really hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's really just kind of stuff in their everyday life anyway. I just maybe want to change a perspective so that they think and have language for something maybe they've never had before. That's my greatest hope maybe with this book is that I'm giving some people language that they've not thought of before or thought of in that way so that then now they pause and go, oh, Hmm. this is a deadly over. I'm over apologizing for things I don't need to apologize for. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stop right here. You know, that's what my hope is. And and I can speak to just being, I think I'm about halfway through it. I'm reading... Jesus of Everything and The Book of Waking Up by Seth Haynes at the same time. Yeah, and yeah. I, I Well, that's say- intimidating because Seth Haynes is a great writer. So, oh boy, I, I hate that you're wait- reading those at the same time. But, you know, Stop, hey, whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh, but I will say that it is absolutely, it's not a book that you're going to pick up and you're going to read and you're going to put down and not think about again. I It's, mm, and good. I said that when we started, that it is, it's, it forces you to look inwards and I think it also forces you to look outwards and it forces mm-hmm. you to take action. And uh, so uh, mission accomplished, I would say, as someone who has yeah. read the book, I think that it is. It's a conversation. And it, gosh, you said I want to give people language. And that's exactly what it is, is that mm. sometimes we just need someone to go ahead of us and say, hey, I'm not great at this. And here's how we can be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm so yeah. thankful that you're, you know, willing and brave enough to do that so mm. um it's really thank good you. by mm, the book thank you <laughs> uh so we close our interviews with rapid fire questions oh, it's boy. just three of them and they're they're just fun well, I'm little hit or miss on these blake let me just tell you sometimes i'm brilliant and sometimes i'm <laughs> awful so i don't know what day you're catching me on but we'll do our best okay they should it shouldn't well we already know the answer to one of them the first oh. one is what is your enneagram type Oh, yep. Eight. There you yep. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your coffee order? Oh, I'm kind of boring and I'm pretty lightweight with coffee, but I, um, I definitely like cream in it. I, I would say cream and two Truvias if I can, or Stevia. Oh. Also, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, um, Starbucks, I'm, but I'm probably going to get at Starbucks a vanilla chai, a skinny mm. vanilla chai. That's my I favorite. I do love me a good chai. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then the last one is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, my word. This would be so fun. Um, I would probably want to – I wouldn't want to know everything. I don't want to read people's thoughts. No, that would be scary. <laughs> no. um, I would maybe want to fly. I think yeah. flying would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd maybe want to fly. Yeah. I think yeah. that anybody that enjoys any – 
amount of travel is like, can I just fly or teleport because travel is the worst? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, teleportation would be amazing. Mm -hmm. That's mine. Mine is uh, is teleportation. I don't even want to fly. I want to just close my eyes and open them and I'm where. Okay. Yeah. You just took it to the next level. I'm (laughs) going with you now. I'm changing my answer. I want to teleport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time to share your heart and share about your book. Uh, this was this was such a good conversation. I do love having fellow eights on the show because it's always such a hard hitting to the point conversation. So those are <laughs> those are secretly sometimes my favorite. But mm, tell people it. where they can find and follow you and get a copy of your book. Yeah. Everything is pretty much at lisawittle.com. It's got podcast book, uh, speaking, uh, yeah, all, called creatives, all the things that anybody would want to know about. It's all there. Yeah, all is there. And we'll link to yeah. that in your show description. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a ball. Thanks. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.